If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. Today's topic will be a little different, but I will explain how to best utilize this episode. So this came from, which makes me so happy, but about once a month, I get a message from a mom of someone They'll message me and they'll say, my daughter's going through a breakup and I'm following your page so I can learn how to best help her, which I love so much. It makes me really, really happy when I get messages like that. And so someone suggested, can you please do an episode on how to help someone going through a breakup? So if you're going through a breakup before you skip this episode, there are a couple different ways you can utilize this. I would definitely suggest listening to it because I think it will help give you more insight on how maybe you can ask your friends for help. You can also send this to friends if it resonates with you. If this is like the way that you want to be helped, you could send this to friends or family and say, hey, I found this episode. I think this really resonates with me and would love if you could listen to it. So I think there are multiple ways to be able to utilize this episode. I've done a reel on this on like what not to say to a friend going through a breakup or what not to say to a family member going through a breakup, but I really want to dive into how you can help and the best ways to help. So I think what makes the most sense for me is to go back to my last breakup that sparked Breakup Bestie and really the way my friends showed up for me, I think is a really important blueprint on how I can suggest other people show up for those in their lives going through breakups because it was truly a lifesaver for me. And it really, there were very few times where I felt like alone. I think it's kind of inevitable to feel lonely going through a breakup, but I think there are definitely things that your support system can do to help. So, and I think this comes from like a personal insecurity of me and I've done a lot of therapy on this, but I think one of my biggest fears that I've always had is that I don't want to feel like a burden. I don't think anyone wants to feel like a burden, but I think I'm it's something I'm very hypersensitive to. So, this is why I'm really not good at asking for help. I tend to take things on by myself far too much because I'm I'm just really afraid of coming off as burdensome to those around me. So I think the most important thing that kicked off 
that breakup was I texted a best friend and said, he just broke up with me. And without me even asking, she said, I'm coming over. And I think this is important because I think if you tend to ask someone like, do you need anything? And even like, all you know this reminds me of back in 2020 my dad was really really sick in the hospital and he was in an ICU for like 11 days and my friends kept saying is there anything you and your family need and finally one of my friends was like let us send lunch to your mom in the hospital every day so that way she doesn't have to worry about it so my friends would like take turns signing up to send lunch and there was such a big difference of do you need anything can I help you and saying I'm coming over we're sending food I think taking initiative and just saying I'm coming over if they really don't want you to come over they can tell you no but I think people want to be surrounded by other people deep down even if they're putting on the front that they want to be alone people going through breakups do tend to isolate a lot and it's almost like this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy you feel alone when you're going through a breakup you feel rejected and then you almost keep to yourself because it like confirms your fears that you have going through your mind. So you'll find a lot of people will isolate when going through a breakup. And it is important to not let them do that. And a lot of times, especially if you have a friend that isn't good at asking for help or isn't good at saying what they need, you know, saying I'm coming over. I remember my friends, the day it happened, they were like, we're going to the movies. And did I want to go to the movies? No, but I kind of just went along and we went and saw Pitch Perfect. And it was like such a cute and funny movie. And it took my mind off of it for like little glimpses at a time. And after the movie, it was like, okay, Kendra's going to stay the night at my house tomorrow night. Katie, can she go over to your house the next night? So they kind of like made this plan for me to not be alone the first couple days because I was just such a wreck. So if there's any way that you can do that, you can have, you know, say, I'm going to stay over with you tonight. You're going to stay over at our house, whatever that looks like. Just tell them we don't want you to feel alone. We are here for you. That is really, really important. And when it comes to like talking about the breakup. I think the biggest thing, and I was thinking about it before recording this, I think the biggest thing is to follow the lead of the person if you don't want to force anything out of them. I think typically they'll just come out and tell you like what happened. But you also have to remember like if you're not like the first on the scene of helping your friend through the breakup. And when I say friend, this can be sibling, family, whatever that looks like, just the person in your life. If you're not like the first on the scene, you have to remember that they've probably told the story a lot of times and they may not want to tell it. So can say, hey, I, I'm i here to talk to you about it, but we don't have to talk about it. We can talk about you know anything you want. Do you want to talk about the breakup or would you rather like us talk about some anything else and let them take the lead on that? The other thing is, you know, when it comes to talking about the breakup, I'll go over like the big no-nos of what not to say. So this is not the time for you to tell them that you didn't like their ex. I can see why people would think it's helpful because you're trying to tell them that they like dodged a bullet or 
that they're better off without them. It's not the time to say it right when a breakup's happening. You don't want to make them feel guilt or shame. You don't want them to feel dumb for being with someone that you didn't like. So just refrain from saying that. I'd say like refrain from trash talking an ex unless they're doing it. I think you can like, let me give you an example. So let's say your friend was cheated on. We'll go to like the kind of extreme here. Your friend was cheated on. They're telling you about it. And they're saying like, I can't believe they did this. I feel so betrayed. I think the biggest thing is you just, you validate their feelings. I mean, you can say like, what a jerk, what an ass. I can't believe they did that. But don't go beyond what, like the level at which they're talking about it. You don't want to like escalate it for them. Kind of match their level. I remember after my breakup, and I've shared this on the podcast before, but my friend was like, list all the things you didn't like about your ex. And this was like two days after the breakup. And I couldn't think of anything. You know, later on, I had things that I could put on that list. But at the time, I couldn't. And it just made me feel bad that I like wasn't at that place. So and you also have to remember that it's pretty likely that this person still would like to be back together with their ex, regardless of the circumstances. I get messages all the time from people that say, my ex was abusive, toxic, and yet I still want to be with them. So you don't make the assumption that they don't want to get back together with him. Obviously, you don't need to like encourage that necessarily, but just have that in the back of your mind. So there are times where people don't want to go into talking badly about their ex just in case they do get back together. The last thing you want to do, and I have actually like very much, I made this mistake with a friend. I have a friend who was going through a breakup. There was some infidelity involved and I I laid in to the person and I was, you know, really encouraging like her to move on. And what ended up happening is is they got back together and I no longer was like a safe friend in that regard. And it's something that I I do wish I had handled that differently. So that's another thing to keep in mind is you want to be like very validating to the person. You obviously want your friend to know that you're on their side, but try to just stick with your friend's feelings and what they're experiencing rather than like attacking the relationship or attacking the ex. So that's definitely a big one. I would say like when it comes to giving advice, I think a great thing to do is you don't want to be the person that like they're saying they're sad and you're like giving them like a bullet point list of like 10 things that they should do, like not feel sad. I remember I had a like a mentor of mine who she's just like a very action oriented person, which I am too. Don't get me wrong. Like this, you know, podcast and all of my advice is full of very action oriented pieces of advice. However, you want to make sure that you're allowing them the space to just feel sad and you want to make sure that you're like an open space to listen to them. So I remember I, you know, I called this mentor and I told her, you know, we broke up and she gave me like this like action plan of things to do. And and she actually told me later on that what I said to her was like was kind of eye opening for her. But I said, can't I just take some time to be sad? And so you want to make sure that that you're allowing that you're giving them the space to just be sad. And especially in the beginning, like you can't expect them to jump right into 
a solution to their problems. You just want to like help them exist in the space that they're in. Like my breakup emergency first aid kit is really just about like how to exist with the immense amount of heartbreak and sadness that you're going through. So that's like kind of number one. You can say like if they're asking questions of like, I don't know what to do. I have a friend that does this so well, but she'll say like, do you just want me to listen or like, do you want my advice? You can ask them that. So make sure that you're not being the friend that's like jumping down their throat with like, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. Just like listen. And if they do ask for advice, you can give it then. You can give their opinion. But make sure you're a good listener. I think that's the biggest thing is to be a good listener. And when it comes to like asking what they need, I think that's another important point. I'm giving obviously kind of general advice. And this is through hearing from clients and in DMs about how people have not been supportive. So this does come from a lot of experience. However, everyone is different. And I think we need to keep in mind that our first instinct in helping another person is typically in the way that we like to be helped. And it may not be the way that they need to be helped. So when in doubt, I'd say always ask the person how you can best help them. Do you need a hug? Can I come over? Like, do you want to go do something? Do you want to just sit on the couch and we can watch movies and look at our phones and not talk? You know, it's like give them some options on how they can be helped. Because there are times where like, I just wanted to cry and have someone like pet my head. There were times that, you know, my friend's you know, whisked me off to Vegas for a trip. And that's what I needed at that time. So ask when in doubt, ask someone how you can best support them. And again, going back to the beginning of like, don't give them like an open ended thing, because they may just say, Oh, no, I'm okay. Try to give them, you know, some different options. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 
11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Another thing that you want to avoid doing is pushing them to, I guess, actually pushing them in any form to be over the breakup. Don't give them any expectations as to like how quickly that they should be getting over the breakup. I know that I had friends who would push me to download the apps right away, which I was super uncomfortable with and did not want to do. But part of me was like, should I be doing that? Should I be comfortable with doing that? And luckily, I, you know, I trusted my gut and I said, no, I'm, I'm not ready for that. But, you know, I, I think again, and I want to put like a, you know, a foundation on this is like, I know you're trying to be helpful. I know a lot of stuff feels helpful in the moment of like, oh, let me set you up with with this person. Let me set you up with that person. But yeah, you don't want to push them into dating, into the apps. You know, if you do want to go out with them, like to a bar or whatever that looks like, don't push them to go talk to, you know, the single person on the other side of the room. Just, again, follow their lead. If if they say, oh, I think I'm ready to start dating again, you can say, great, how can I best support you? But don't push them into that before they're ready. Another thing that I've heard a lot from people is – If you are in a relationship, especially like if you're in a situation where most of your friends in your group are in relationships, just be mindful. I'd say like, and this is speaking from me as a female in my experience, I'd be fine hanging out with friends and their husbands when I was single. But just keep in mind, they're probably a little extra sensitive to it when first going through a breakup. So going back to my thing, like if someone would say, let's all go to dinner and do just girls, it will be more comfortable. I remember I had a a coaching client who she had been staying with her parents right after the breakup and was going to go back to where she lived and her friends all wanted to get together. And she was, you know, bummed when it was like all her friends and their significant others. And I encouraged her to say, like, can you ask your friends if they can do just girls? And her friends were open to doing that. But it's probably a good idea to like lead with that. Obviously, you don't want to sacrifice your sanity and your peace of mind and your happiness. And you don't want to like not spend time with your significant other because a friend's going through a breakup. But again, if we're talking about like the frame of mind to approach how to best support someone with, just think like you remember being single. I know everyone remembers going through a breakup unless you've obviously never been through one, but most of you guys are remember what it's like to be single. You remember what it's like to be going through a breakup. So try to put yourself in that frame of mind and think, okay, how would I, you know, like 
what are some things that I would really appreciate? What are some things that would probably be a little tough for me? So another thing to be, you know, to be sensitive of. So when I went through the breakup, one of my best friends got engaged a month later. And I know she ended up saying like, when I called her and congratulated her, she was, you know, I like, I'm sorry, this is probably really hard for you. That I did not want because I wanted her to be able to, you know, enjoy her engagement and enjoy all the festivities leading up to her wedding. So you don't need to sacrifice your good things in your life. But again, just, you know, be mindful when you're making plans like that. Try not to like always have them be a third wheel, fifth wheel, whatever wheel that is. And lastly, I want to cover boundaries that you can have. I'm asked, so, and this kind of goes with both sides. So a concern that a lot of people have when I hear from their side of the one going through the breakup is they get really concerned that they're talking about the breakup too much. And I totally get it. There are people that that's all they can talk about. They never ask how you're doing. So I do give advice on how people can be mindful of that with their friends. But I also want to cover like some boundaries that you can feel comfortable setting in a way that will ultimately, I think, end up helping your friend. The last thing you want to do is like just enable them and and not, you know, help them move forward in any way. So a couple boundary examples when it comes to this kind of thing is, and again, talking from my personal experience, I had a friend who was in a really, really toxic relationship. And I, you know, had subtly voiced my opinion on it. And she knew, she knew it was toxic. She knew it wasn't a great relationship. And she kept going back to the person and they kept having the same thing happen over and over again. And so, and she kept calling me and telling me about it. And for me as her friend, it was, it was really difficult for me to listen to my friend continue to be hurt within this relationship and not do anything about it. So, but I also didn't want to, you know, shut this person out of my life. I still wanted to be a safe person for her. So what I ended up saying is, I love you. You are such an important person to me. I just can't talk about this relationship with you anymore. I'm here to talk about anything else. If there's any way I can like help you or if, you know, you want to move forward, I will be with you every single step of the way. I just can't hear you talk about this relationship anymore. And it was a difficult decision to have that conversation, but our friendship was salvaged. You know, it took her another couple of months, but she ended up leaving that relationship and it was all good. So I think that's important. Like, and another example would be if your friend keeps you know, saying that my ex hurt me so much, I'm having such a hard time getting over them, but they keep like going to see them, going to sleep with them, they keep talking to them. Between both of you guys, you know it's not the right decision, but they keep doing it and then keep coming to you and venting about it. You can set a boundary around that and say like, hey, I love you. We've had this conversation many times before. I'm here for you in other ways and I'm here to help you move on. But I just, it's so hard for me to hear you keep going back to this person and then, you know, me 
being your shoulder to cry on when it doesn't work out. So I think there are totally ways to have to set those kind of boundaries. There are also going to be days where you're going through your own stuff and, you know, you might have had a bad day at work or you're going through your own thing and then you get a call from the friend going through a breakup and you just don't have the capacity to hear them out today. And that's okay. You can say, hey, I had a really tough day. I just, I don't have the capacity right now. You know, let's touch base tomorrow. I love you, but I need a a night to myself. That's fine. And if you're someone listening to this who's going through a breakup, it's always a good idea to ask another person if they have the capacity. Like, hey, can I vent? Hey, do you have a couple minutes? I'm struggling right now. So always, always ask. And then you always have the ability to set a boundary if you do not have the capacity to handle it. Because the last thing you want to do, and this is really important and why I mentioned boundaries, the last thing you want to do is grow really resentful at a friend because of how they're handling the breakup and how it's impacting you. People are not going to handle breakups perfectly. Never. There's no such thing as a perfect breakup. There's no such thing as like a breakup without a mess or without an emotional roller coaster. So it's important that you take care of yourself so you are able to be there for for your friend without growing resentful. Because again, this has happened to me and I have, you know, had friendships drift over this. So it is important to protect your own peace while doing that because it it will make you a, a better friend. And as hard as it is not to enable friends and not to just always be a yes person for them, I think setting boundaries shows you love and care about the person and you want to maintain the relationship and you're showing them the best way that you're able to keep supporting them. So I think that's a really important distinction. And I always tell people who are going through a breakup, like, don't assume your friends are growing tired of hearing about it. Allow them to set a boundary if they need to. So if you, you know, if you can't hear about it, let them know. Otherwise, they're going to, you know, they might feel unsafe to talk to you. And it can just a lot of like mind reading kind of things happen. And we make a lot of assumptions and then people, you know, get hurt and stop talking about it. And then your friends kind of suffering in silence. So boundaries are great. They're healthy. They show that you love the person, in my opinion. And yeah, I think that's covers, I think, the best way to support someone going through a breakup, show up for them, be kind of the action person that they need. Don't let them isolate, you know, plan things that will help take their mind off of it. Follow their lead on how they talk about the breakup. Don't push them to get over the breakup at a different pace than they're than they're going at. Don't make them feel bad for not being over it yet. Set boundaries if needed. And when in doubt, always ask them how you can best support them. So send this to a friend, a family member. Utilize this to help to help yourself with your friends and family. And I will see you guys back here again next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. 
Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.